Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back to another episode of Talking Fast. Alongside me, like every week, is Manager Jacob. And as always, I'm very curious what you are drinking right now. Well, Sarah, I have brought this evening that we're recording this evening. I need a little hit of sugar and a little bit of a buzz. I'm kind of on your heels, I'm, but I'm drinking regular Coca-Cola. A regular Coke? Yeah. See, regular Coke makes my teeth feel weird. Like I can taste the layer of sugar on it. I, but for some reason, Diet Coke doesn't you know do that what for was? me. I think like as a kid, someone said something bad about Diet Coke to me. And then I just had a negative perception. Of really? My whole life. Yeah. I, really? So you don't, you never drink Diet Coke like ever? No. And then I like, it's now it's a taste thing for me where I like can't mm, get over the taste of it. Interesting. So I don't mess with it. Yeah. So I, I just got a regular Coke. I can't do it with regular Coke. What about you? What are you drinking? So I just got back from my trip to Europe. You are going to be yes, dealing on this. Back. Thank you. You're going to be dealing with a little jet lag, Sarah, on this episode. So my brain's working at probably more like I'm not going to talk as fast. Everything's going to be a little slower. That's just today is talking slow. <laughs> Today's talking normal, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but our last part of our trip, we were in Amsterdam and we went on the Heineken experience, which is like their brewery tour. Oh, it wow. was really cool. Did you watch my vlog about it? Mm, not the experience. No, I think mm, I missed this so one. Jacob Oops. hasn't watched all my vlogs. That's fine. <laughs> um, no, it's it's fine. So the Heineken experience is different than a regular brewery tour. And I don't know. It gave me a new, not even like the experience. of. The Wait, were thing. you on the boat? Not on the Heineken experience. That was on the boat a different time. Okay, no. And I was drinking wine on the boat. I wasn't drinking Heineken. Anyways, the whole thing is I've been drinking Heineken. And I was sitting there drinking my Heineken. I was like, this is an underrated beer. And I know it's a world famous beer. I don't know anyone that goes to the bar and gets a Heineken. 
Is it you? Are it's you the me. person? <laughs> it's me. I've done that for years. Really? Yeah. But it makes like, sense because you're a soccer fan. So like it's really associated with soccer culture. Uh, okay. Okay. They've subconsciously gotten you because they were like Champions League sponsor. Yeah. They're a FIFA sponsor. They're all these sponsors. But I was sitting there. I was like, this is a great beer. I'm going to start ordering Heineken's at the bar more. It's a solid beer. It's a really it's solid like beer. It, it, there's a little bit more going on than like your typical lager. Yeah, you know 100%. what I mean? That, like, is, but it's smooth. Like I literally turn to Nolan, I go, why don't we drink Heineken more often? He goes, I don't know. I'm just It's Heineken. I is go, Nolan a Heineken drinker? No, it's not like you go, it would pick it up at the LCO. Right, 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 right. So I, I think I'm going to be more of a Heineken girl now. I was like, I was sitting there like, this marketing worked on me. That's it's huge. Good. Yeah, it was good. Oh my God. I used to get with a few friends like in university. I would, we would fully like for a kind of a pre mm-hmm. we would go to the lcbo and get a heine keg which is oh like the, the little, little mini kegs yeah. okay that was the only time in university we got them because it was the mini kegs which is fine yeah baby and kegs. i think it's only like five or six pints or something like that i bought a baby it's... keg once and i just walked around res with it the whole night it looks cool it's a cool accessory <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, sarah what are we reading or watching this week so reading i've been rereading my favorite books as a way to keep getting me out of this slump so on my trip i bought Beach Read, which is my favorite books of all time by Emily Henry. And I it was the UK version, though, so the ending is slightly different. Oh, really? Better version. Ending's better. No way. And Ted Lasso came back, which is like one of my favorite shows of all time. And it's another reason why Wednesdays are the best day of the week, because now Wednesdays, our podcast comes out, Survivor comes out, and new episodes of Ted Lasso It's drop. content for days. I mean, it's meant to be. Do they drop it one, one episode One episode time? a week, yeah. Okay. But they're longer episodes right now. So and this is season three? Season three. It's possibly the last season. They haven't confirmed oh, if it's wow. Long. Okay. Yeah. I they loved sh- season one and then just I couldn't get into season two. A massive Jason Sudeikis fan though. Same. I uh, have a huge crush on him. Like a massive crush. He's like, yeah. And did you see that he and Olivia Wilde were spotted together? Well, I mean, they've kissed together. That's like not surprising. Maybe the kiss. Maybe. <laughs> and what have you been watching? Okay. I'm, you know how I said, I think when we first started this podcast, I never really binge shows. But you've been more of a binger I'm recently. A binger now. Yeah. Wow. And it's so, I'm excited about two things right now. First, Succession season four just never dropped seen it. this past Sunday. Really? Yeah, I know. Okay. It feels out of character. If it's not for you, it's not for you. And if you I've, haven't got into it, that's fine. But I've never even tried to. It's a fantastic show, though. I mm-hmm. love it. I love it. Uh, season four, first episode just came out on Sunday. Great episode. I'm excited for this season. And then I also just binged the entirety of The Last of Us. I, again, seen all the buzz on the internet, but I've never seen The Last of Us. Yeah, either. you know, it was good. And I would say it's it's like a binge-worthy show. Like, I, I could see it being quite slow Is that if also you were watching HBO? it week over week. Yeah, HBO got just, just Man, some great episodes, great shows right stuff. now. Ugh. Sarah, what are we listening to this week? Um, when I was on the plane, I downloaded a bunch of episodes of a podcast that I love called Every Single Album. It's from The Ringer. Um, a girl that I kind of know through Twitter, Nora Princiati, hosts it with Nathan Hubbard. He used to be the CEO of Ticketmaster, actually. And oh, so wow. he's like a big music industry guy. And they started with when Taylor Swift was re-releasing her music leading into Fearless Taylor's version. They went back to every single album of hers and like broke it down, talked about the songs, the era that it was in. And then now they do it for like One Direction. Uh, they've done it for Harry Styles. So now it's just every single album itself is like a... A 
concept, but they did a reaction to the first weekend of the Eras tour. So they broke down the set list. They actually okay. done a, a prediction. So they looked back at their predictions on like how many songs actually made it on and everything. So I've been listening to that podcast and I really like it because I'm getting excited for my Eras tour show, which is yes. in June. It feels yes. very far away though. I might go to one before that. And that's <laughs> fitting for this episode as well. Yes, exactly. What about you? What have you been listening to? You know what? I'm just continuing my country kick as well. I've totally trained, I think, my Spotify uh, account to just be giving me all the new country. Luke Combs has got a new album. Couldn't, so good. Couldn't tell you what the album's called because <laughs> I just hit, boom, let's play that. It's great. It's fantastic. All country albums are like super long too. What's that about? Why? How long is this album? I don't know. It seems like a thousand songs A long. thousand songs. No, uh, but Luke Combs can put out a thousand songs, so it's fine. And they'll all be good. 100%. No, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying. I've loved that throughout the course of this podcast, we're only like 11 episodes in, you've become a binger and a country music fan. (laughs) I've completely changed my content uh, viewing and watching uh, abilities. Next up, you just have to watch Nashville. If you're a Taylor Swift fan, you've likely found yourself at a T-Swift dance party over the past year. And if you haven't, then this is your sign to attend one. This team has hosted over 54 events across Canada with over 37,000 attendees and donated just over $100,000 to charity in doing so. What started as fans wanting to connect with other fans has turned into enchanted nights dedicated to elaborate costumes, friendship bracelets, and belting the all-too-well 10-minute version. I've been lucky enough to know these two since our days at TMU. Please welcome to Talking Fast, the co-founders of T-Swift Dance Party Canada, our friends Miri and Victoria. Hey, Sarah. Hi. Thanks for having me. I know the intro part's always so awkward because then it's like, I'm reading this, then you have to be like, hi. Welcome. (laughs) Good reading. How are you guys? You guys just got back from Vegas Mm -hmm. from the Eras tour. I want your initial thoughts, reactions to that before we dive into the show. I feel like I'm still processing. (laughs) Speechless, for sure. Yeah. How long has it been? How many hours since the show ended? I know you'd think you'd be, you're counting up to it, but I don't want to think about how long it's been since. It's been it like too long. Three days ago. Okay. Yeah. So. We saw the Friday. Did it live up to what you had built up hype wise in your minds? It somehow oh, yeah. did. I would even go as far as to say surpassed. Like I know that, you oh, know, wow. we built so much about it in our minds, but Taylor did such a good show for like every single seat in the house. Yeah. And that yeah. was incredible. And the way that she like fit together her eras and it still felt fresh, even though I had watched the stream on TikTok. Twice already. It's okay. yeah. I've watched everything. Vic as and well. I took. We had very different takes. Vic fully live streamed the entire show, and I refused. I went off social media. You didn't watch anything. Before. Nothing. Oh my god! Really? I know every outfit she wears for every right? song at this wow. point. I only had to wait a little bit, so I figured like I want to be fully surprised. And mm. she, oh, when she dove in. Well, I don't want to ruin it for other people. But <laughs> spoiler, spoiler, alert. spoiler alert. Skip through the ten. When point. she dove into that pool and then came up and like walked up the ladder to that cloud, mm. I nearly lost it. Out of context, that sounds like a very bizarre like <laughs> that is a huge production. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty bizarre. It's why have I love you it. had you guys like seen Taylor before? Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like her shows are always very like Jacob's never seen Taylor. So I haven't. Her shows are always Not very yet. grand, extravagant. Yeah. I do have an extra ticket. St- I keep waving this extra <gasps> ticket around. I have one extra. ticket. Where are you? Still. You're going Pittsburgh. to, to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, and you were in Vegas, right? It was yeah, Vegas, right? you have to go yeah. to the U.S. because she's not coming to Canada. Yeah, yet. this yet. I know. We don't yes. know yet. Yes. We're waiting. So for those fans that can't see Taylor yet, a way that they've been able to still embrace screaming enchanted at the top of their lungs has been through your events. So I want to know the origin story of what made you guys throw that first T-Swift dance party because that was December 2021. 
question it was mark? yeah yeah so just over a year ago you're coming up on a year and a half of doing this what was the inspiration for that first one honestly I think it all really started with it was like this viral video it was like an OG TikTok just after I got on the platform and it was this girl in Australia when they were all open and we were not open yeah. here during COVID days um and she was just belting her heart out and dancing and looking so happy singing to Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. And really, we all just started chatting about it in a group chat and talking about how much fun it would be to do that in Toronto when everything was shut down and we just wanted something to do. And we ended up just deciding we were going to throw a little event for our friends. And I don't even know. I think that night I'd gone for dinner with someone that I knew who worked for Daily Bread Food Bank. And they'd kind of inspired us to do the fundraising aspect. And mm-hmm. Soon we launched the event, 250 tickets, and my favorite part of the story is that we put them on sale and literally like 30 seconds after we released them, they were just all gone and we started getting DMs from people <laughs> and we all jumped on FaceTime and like fully thought we broke Eventbrite. Like we, <laughs> or, or that it was like a glitch, like there yeah, was something right. we didn't set it up right or yeah. whatever. How are you marketing it? that's the wild thing we initially thought like okay well maybe if each of us bring like 10 friends we could fill like a small bar like yeah. a back room of something um yeah. but with that viral tiktok that um miri mentioned there were a lot of people in the comments saying like oh this needs to come to toronto there's even someone who had posted a tiktok saying why is it this in toronto so yeah. we messaged those creators like the people who like did leave those comments and who did make those tiktoks so we leaned into that the people who are already asking for it um but i think a lot of word of mouth, like a mm-hmm. lot of word of mouth, our personal social channels. Yeah. Well, think- and that was also a time that people were hungry for events like that, right? Mm-hmm. That's, I think, a huge part of it. Like, I don't want to say we, we got in on a trend really early, but that's definitely a bit of it. And I think we just tapped into creating this kind of community that was so much about like personal DMs and responding directly to people commenting mm-hmm. on our TikToks. And soon enough, mm-hmm. we had a lot of followers. <laughs> So you guys did the first few in Toronto. I think I attended your, it was your second event that you had done in Toronto. Yeah. The one that was at Arcane. Yes. That one. Yeah. Wild night. It's the wild, <laughs> most crazy part of these events is that um, it was like 8 p.m. And you're like in this because like, they used to start like you guys used to always yeah. do them like before like club nights started when they were like you guys were having to show legitimacy, right? Like, a, yeah. oh, we can like bring a bunch of people and the club promoters still want like their like guys buying booth and bottles later. All so right. it was so funny because you're like belting the all too well time version with like all these people and i'm looking at my like i'm looking at my phone and it's like oh it's 9 30 like it's not even <laughs> oh, late i could go home and still get like a good night's sleep i hate to say this but we've definitely done some at like 5 p.m it's even like still, still really? you, yeah like yeah. it's still light when you leave stampede was five i don't mind that though. stampede doesn't count though people are drinking the it's whole true. day i was yeah. gonna say do the vibes change from 5 to 8 p.m or 12 or not, not really eh? yeah, the exactly. energy is wild no matter what it's always wild so at what point because yeah. you guys have now done cross canada tours you done it in like every single city at one point did you realize oh there's like the appetite to do this elsewhere and then what was your first city that you traveled to for it I think it was probably after we so we released one TikTok video that was in Arcane I think it was the one that you were at Sarah actually where it had like the Gilmore Girls on the screen it was like a compilation for those who haven't been to an event we like to like pop in little pop culture references Mm -hmm. to our events it makes it more fun Um, and that video blew up to like I don't know, two million yeah, views that one or had something. A few million, I remember, yeah, yeah. And so then from there, we started really tacking on followers. But more than that, it was just so many people commenting on our videos, being like, "Come to Edmonton, come to Winnipeg, come to Fredericton," 
And eventually we were like, maybe we should. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> it was Ottawa, I think that was our first next yes, one. And honestly, was. I was probably the most critical on the one of the most critical in the group being like, it's gonna be more work than it's worth and whatever. Thankfully, I was overruled. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So well, you you also have you mentioned like including some pop culture references, the Gilmore's girl reference and whatnot. And okay, I'm not one of these people, but for anyone who might be a skeptic of like going to an event where no one's playing live music, you're essentially listening to one of your favorite artists. What else can someone expect who hasn't been to one of these events? I love that question, actually. I think it's all about bringing those like extra special moments that everyone in the audience is going to get. So Mm -hmm. it's like a shared cultural experience. So Gilmore Girls, there's a crossover with Taylor Swift. Euphoria, there's a crossover with Taylor Swift. Giant heads of... Jake Gyllenhaal's, I don't know if I can say his name, um, (laughs) that have he who must not be named across his eyes. That's something that Taylor Swift fans are going to get. And so it just becomes this like shared moment that everyone enjoys and laughs at and has fun too. And I think there's a a benefit to the fact that we began and continue to be like a group of friends that just run these for fun more than anything. Um, We don't have like some big entertainment company behind us approving what we do and don't do. So like if we were to say we want to put, you know, Jake, he who shall not be named, (laughs) head like on a stick and blow it up. (laughs) A parent company might be or like a manager might be like, "Mm, let's see what the legal department has to say about that. Let's see. I'm not sure we should do that. It might not be like appropriate. But we're like, how fast can we print it? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Can we print four? And like, so we were able to kind of go ahead, I think, with edgier ideas and some more like faster turnaround ideas than like a bigger company would have. And it also proves that it's like run by fans then that way too, Mm -hmm. right? It's not just like, because now I'm sure you guys obviously know, like tons of these pop up now and like lots of random bars and whatnot try to like um, capitalize on this. And and look, like you guys have said, there's been like other places I've done. It. It's not like you guys like invented the wheel on doing this, but in the way that you do it differently, for sure. So I think it proves it's real fans running it and it gives something different and extra. And the one that we're hosting, I already have so many ideas for like the video screen. Actually, actually, after we agreed to do the event, tickets went on sale and the next day I edited a video screen. Video <laughs> and I said to him, I go, I was supposed to be doing other work and I wait, wait. made this entire compilation. <laughs> Do we keep it? We don't spoil it. Yeah. I have to change it now, anyways, because the whole show is out now. (gasps) Spoiler. I finished it last night. Anyway, it's it's (laughs) enough (laughs) reference points for it. My entire for you page is just like compilations. Totally. Oh my god. So good. So good. Did you guys have uh, event production experience before you took this on? I know you just said like when it first kicked off, it was say relatively small, but you still have to book a venue. You still have to like coordinate all this printing and whatnot. And now it's blown up to be. Uh, like a lot larger of a scale you're touring around the country so like do you have a background in this or has it kind of been something that you've learned as you've gone very conveniently our whole team did have like the right skill set professionally between us so like we have miri with comms and pr um and and an ad hoc sense hr and theater Um, and theater (laughs) honestly and theater though actually the amount of times we've had to step in to be like the entertainment on stage is more than we can count and we do it happily because like the entertainment is just having totally yeah um and i have a background in partnerships media production and like large live events um and then we've had co-founders and other people involved who also brought their skill sets uh doesn't mean there wasn't a big learning curve Uh, i haven't i don't think any of us have done anything quite like this yeah uh, but 
learning to run a business is quite a challenge. Yeah. I will yeah. say that's been a fun one for me because I just stepped into finance and admins. Mm-hmm. So having the best time of my life so what does then like a typical event day look like for people that like wouldn't know so let's use um for those who don't know because we haven't plugged enough and i will plug it even more um is there's the upcoming event on april 7th at rebel that i'm co-hosting yes. <laughs> it'll be jacob's first time at a taylor swift dance party it's true i'm excited, so excited. it's the closest you'll have gotten to taylor swift i love, I love Honestly, yeah people, <laughs> i love watching people experience it for the first time yes, yes. something we've done so many but we I have, have so, converted so many people into Swifties. Like, I really. love that. Friends who are like, I'm not a fan. And then by the end, I'm, they're like, kind of a fan. I'm making Nolan come. He's coming to the pre-party for sure. And oh, he's, he's like, he's like, no, he's coming. He can hang out with Brian. Okay, amazing. Stood in the middle being like, I'm hanging out. For sure. I refuse to be the boyfriend section. I want to be on stage. No, okay, done. Done. I said we should, I want to get Jacob a shirt that says, fuck the patriarchy. I think that would be so good. We literally were making those. So we could make them so going back to the question though typical event days we're going to use rebel as an example april 7th if you don't have tickets yet there's still tickets available uh what's a typical event day look like for you guys do you wake up just like in hot sweats like stressed or what <laughs> for a rebel event yeah i think so <laughs> honestly for other ones at this point we've done so many of them like it is a little bit like clockwork in a good way yeah like we know how it's gonna go for the most part i'm just really excited about it mm-hmm. um but rebel is a different scale like for yeah. those who don't know rebel is huge um it's like up to 3500 people in that venue Mm -hmm. so it like you're basically it's like running a a giant concert concert. yeah and there's like huge production like there's a whole run of show like it's it's a proper production but even like what people wouldn't realize is like timing like the videos on the screen like with like your dj and making sure like those logistics like who handles that and is it's that like collaboratively you're all like working together on it or is it just like how does that work? That's what we're chatting about after this. We are. Um, <laughs> typically, we, we've, we've started to get into a good rhythm where, like, we each take the lead on, like, one on various shows. So, yeah. like, um, we don't all have to do all of the shows. Um, an interesting thing, though, is that uh, that setup changes from city to city a little bit in the sense that, like, we go to the small, small towns sometimes, yeah, small yeah. cities. And so there's places like Rebel where it's like there's tech run-throughs, as Mary was mentioning, and like the some of the most high-tech systems you can imagine. And then there's other venues we'll, we'll walk to, we'll get to, and they'll hand us like a semi-broken HDMI cable and be like, will this do? And like <laughs> we play the videos from our laptop and like literally to change the videos, I like shut off the screen, yeah, yeah, pull yeah. out my laptop, <laughs> yeah. switch it manually, yeah. oh and then plug it back God. in. And then partly like that's been something we've had to figure out too is in those venues, like what can we do to make those special Mm -hmm. like we've even had a couple of venues more in the past but that didn't have screens yeah so how do we you know print out funny signs or like funny bottle service things or whatever else that just makes the experience fun and equally Mm -hmm. great no matter what the production level is and I love that too because I mean I feel like so commonly I mean like selfishly we're in Toronto so like everything comes here everything happens here I mean like look at Reputation Tour Taylor came in in two nights here and that was it like I I know that Toronto gets everything so I think it's really special you guys have been able to like give this to all of these like smaller markets as well and I feel like I don't know. I mean, I don't want to speak for the small markets, but I assume that they appreciate it a That's lot. That's actually one of my favorite parts of doing these is we get mm-hmm. so many DMs from people being like, we never get to go to concerts. And this was the most fun thing that I've gotten to go to in so long. Well, it also shows just like how big her community is, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And how wild the fans can be. Yeah. So what are there some wild things that have happened at these events? I think I saw like a couple of videos of things that maybe went down, but like proposals perhaps yeah, that's what <laughs> I think that's what I saw <laughs> you want to take that one 
I mean, the proposal is the one that yeah. always comes to Where mind. Where did it happen? Immediately. That was in Halifax. Halifax. And okay. early on, I that was like that. a yeah. month or two into us starting this. It was our first West or East Coast event. And yeah, someone just reached out and was like, so I So they want... contacted you in advance. Yeah, he yeah, reached yeah. out and was like, I really want to propose to my boyfriend. And he was sold uh, he out. He loves so... Taylor Swift. Yeah, he needed tickets. So we had to get out. them tickets. So he was just simply asking for like eight, one extra ticket. And we're like, wait, you want to... You want to do a proposal? Like, let's do something. Like, we'll do yeah. yeah. <laughs> No problem. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think we ended up coordinating, like, a it was like a balloon drop or confetti. Oh, there were a bunch of confetti yeah. guns. Oh, so we yes. worked with him to do that during paper rings. And oh. he said yes. Oh. So it's a really cute video of it. Um, the other one that comes to mind, too, is we have people dressing up in the wildest costumes. I'm always beyond impressed. Oh, amazing. Um, yeah, I love costume watching, like the Eras Tour. Yeah. Guys, I can't even tell you how amazing the costumes I were. I feel like, though, people, like, just for anything Taylor dress up, like, yeah. that's what, your events are always amazing to me, too. How many yeah. people, like, go all out dressing up They do. Well. And yeah. so one girl, I wasn't actually at this show, but there's a good video of it, dressed up like a crumpled up piece of paper lying <laughs> on her <laughs> You'll get that if you're a Taylor Swift fan. Um, and... That video actually got posted on our TikTok and Taylor herself went and okay, commented on it. I was going to ask, has yeah. there been interaction with Taylor herself? A couple. I mean, yeah. That, yeah. That's I mean, that one. video was one. We also did a street party um, during TIFF. And I think that was our first ever like interaction with her. So some yeah. of our events we do just because we think they'd be cool and not because they're like profitable in any way. Yeah. Um, like some of the smaller towns, there's not a big profit margin. Mm-hmm. TIFF we actually did for free and at a loss. In like uh, a day and a half. Yeah. Because <laughs> she was coming for the... Yeah. Oh, you were there. You um, know Sarah. <laughs> well, Sarah. I don't remember anything about that conversation. I was just like staring at <laughs> <down. laughs> Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah. we posted a sign on that one. It was like a street party and all these people joined in just like as they were walking along mm-hmm. King Street because oh, we were right across from where yeah. the show was happening. And I think we put a sign out being like, Taylor Swift drinks for free. Because as you probably know, mm-hmm. she did actually stop in once on a fan party and like drink margaritas with them. Uh, yeah. So we figured why not? Anyway, we posted a video that had that on it and she actually like liked the video or commented mm-hmm. on the video. First of a couple. Uh, yeah, and then... There was one of a, a whole bunch of people in Kingston screaming karma like a, a week or two after it came out and knowing every single word. And she commented in all caps, what? <laughs> As a Queens alum, I was very proud. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, TMU you folks. Like, my but... people, my people. <laughs> well, oh, maybe true. one day yeah. she'll be at an event herself carrying one of the Jake Gyllenhaal heads around, perhaps. Oh, I would pass out. <laughs> <laughs> that's like liability everywhere. Absolutely. <laughs> that's where the legal department comes you, in. And and just as like, someone that's no. not as swift do you understand the Taylor, the Jake Gyllenhaal references? I will 100% get the Jake Gyllenhaal one. The paper, the scrumpled up paper, that one. Scrumpled up paper? Crumpled up. <laughs> okay. Crumpled paper, that goes beyond me. It's a little but more niche. the Jake Gyllenhaal, yeah. You have I some listening to do before, before April 7th. Some homework. You have a little bit of homework to do. Just I'll listen to every album at least five times at, be- at between least- now and then. Wow. Okay, then I want a song rank. I want you to know all the <laughs> a words. definitive of the a entire dis- discography. Of I can't say that word. Know <laughs> There's that. a quiz. <laughs> There's a quiz. That makes a Actually, really to long get time. in, you need to uh, finish the lyrics and <laughs> recite the bridge yeah. to "Death by a Thousand Cuts." You know yes. what? That's oh, the that's test. a good one. That's the test. Oh, this is yeah. giving me like university. <laughs> You'll have fun either way. We were doing an event recently, and my brother-in-law was there. I swear, he knows like one Taylor Swift song total, and the whole time he was just like nodding along. 
along laughing. And at one point, mm-hmm. I think we did actually have him holding up the fuck the patriarchy sign. I love that. <laughs> he was having a good time. <laughs> See, so. that's, I can get Nolan to do that. He'll wear a totally. fuck the patriarchy yeah. shirt yeah. and stuff. And he, like, literally the other day was, like, listening as his headphones and he'll, like, always has his headphones and like, bop around the apartment. I'll go, what are you listening to? Most of the time, it's like, food fighters, blah, blah. The other day, he goes, nothing. I go, what are you listening to? What was to? it? Oh. And he goes, uh, nothing. I go, what are you listening to? He's like, anti-hero. <laughs> he goes, but it's a really good song. On repeat, probably? Yeah, exactly. yeah, as, as if they like, aren't all. I know. Exactly. I'm like, yeah, okay, you have to tell me that. But yeah, he yeah. was listening to anti-hero. So I'm like, it's in you. I just got to pull it out. So going back to people just wearing costumes and the community aspect around these events, it's obviously a place that people feel very comfortable being themselves. Like how important was it and is it to create a space that's you know safe and comfortable for people to come and enjoy themselves? I mean, I would say it's probably one of the most important things for us. Like we haven't said this, I get, I guess yet, but we work full-time jobs. Like we're both pretty busy individuals. And so this isn't our full-time job. It's something we just do on the side. And honestly, sometimes it's tiring. Like there's a lot to it. It's, it's a lot of work. And one of the things I think that has kept us going this whole time is getting, and I'm not exaggerating, quite literally hundreds of messages from people saying, I've never felt safer in a space. I, it's been 10 years since I've been out to a club and this is the first time I was able to go and actually have fun. So for a while we were actually getting those messages and like saving them because they would inspire us. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's it's super important to us and as women, I think as well. Yeah. Um, So I know you guys have like ambassadors and stuff. So like, what are some of the things that you guys do to ensure that like there is like safety at your events and stuff like that? If you can't physically be at every single one, because I'd be, as you said, you have full-time jobs, it'd be absurd for you to be at every single event. I know you guys tried at Would one point. To. Yeah, <laughs> we did try at one point. It was tiring. Uh, well, so the ambassadors really came from realizing that we were too, like we weren't able to go to every single event ourselves. And in that, like we sort of, we sort of, for some events, didn't all go to all of them. And mm-hmm. that led to us not necessarily having like the, oversight of every single event to be able to um, feel like we had that sense of control or feel like we had that sense of like visibility. I think receiving messages like the ones that Miri um, mentioned of feeling super safe sort of like lulled us into this like sense of um, safety ourselves that, um, you know, these events are perfect. Um, they'll always be perfect. And that's the end yeah, of the story. That was really well put. It's, yep. But we can't forget the fact that these are still nightclubs and we are still women and going to nightclubs. And many of the people that come, come to our events have never been to a club before. Like we get messages mm-hmm. asking questions that kind of allude to the fact that they've definitely never been to a club before. Is there water there? Is there <laughs> yeah. water there? Really? Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, that can easily make us forget like these are still nightclubs. These are still mm-hmm. late night events. Um, and so there's this element of safety that we need to be hyper aware of um, with our audience, with our young largely female audience yeah for a long time I don't think we thought of this as a business like Mm -hmm. I think we really thought of this and I still sometimes do as just friends running events because that's really how it started we never got in this to be like let's make money let's do like let's start a massive business and do these events cross country not in our plan in fact often again as I said we get so busy that we're like why are we doing this again (laughs) um but then at a certain point you start to realize that People are paying for these events. Mm -hmm. They're expecting a certain level of safety, security, professionalism. So even if you're going and having a great time because you love Taylor Swift and you love your friends, Mm -hmm. and even though you own the company, you're just enjoying it, you need to give people the experience that they paid for. And I think that was a big turning point for us Mm -hmm. was starting to realize that. 
And since then, we've implemented what you were uh, talking about earlier, Sarah, the ambassador program. We'd actually been wanting to launch this for a while, but basically we realized we couldn't be in every place at once. And we really wanted to be. At the same time, we have so many people reaching out to us being like, are you hiring? Like, yeah. I need a job. And we're like, it's not really or a can company. I but <laughs> yeah. Can I volunteer? Can I send you my resume? So we basically decided that we were going to open up a new program where we'd essentially hire people. We do pay them, um, where we bring on people from every city that we go to. And they're basically given the responsibility to help promote the event, to be there themselves the day of, to be like a point of contact on site who is connected to the whole venue staff, um, has gotten training that Vic does personally um, to make sure that they know what to do if there's any sort of issue. And then also just like to have fun because they are all huge Swifties. I think we got like 300 applications for this mm-hmm. or more. Wow. Yeah. And so they all have these cute ideas that they also get to implement at the shows, which keeps that. them fresh and fun. And it's just nice to expand our team. Well, it's also for you guys, it's like, it's it's that the turning point or that thing is bound to happen because you guys started this is like you said you just wanted to have a taylor swift night with some friends and now you're cross-country thousands of attendees yeah. like you guys have more attendees than like some artists that go on tour as concerts <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. true though so it's yeah. like it's it's like a growing business and that's it's like it's really it's really been like cool since i've known you guys for like years it's been really <laughs> awesome to see um and then speaking about transitions as well and you know you've mentioned a couple times now you have full-time jobs and you're in this maybe <laughs> moment of transition would you like are you looking to expand it in any way to maybe sit here a year from now and consider it a full business or where where's the direction that you want to feed other fangirls yeah other question we debate this constantly i think um i mean taylor will always be our like core um yeah we honestly i ask myself like every month surely like people aren't going to want to come next month like surely people are going to get sick of it but (laughs) i've been already for like eight months (laughs) so I mean, I think we, I don't think either of us are exactly planning to quit our jobs or like, um, and I'm not saying that just because our bosses might watch, but like, <laughs> no, genuinely, honestly, genuinely, it's probably yeah. similar, I think, to you, Sarah, honestly, where mm-hmm. like, I love my job and that's like such an important outlet for me and so mm-hmm. different than what I do here. And I mean, I'm actually totally open about what I do with this, with my bosses. They yeah. see me doing all this stuff. And to me, this is like an outlet. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm so passionate about Taylor Swift, about running these events, about Victoria and our, our team and our friendship and just meeting all these people that I would never want it to really start to feel like work. I was going to say, yeah. cause then mm-hmm. if you, if you put all your eggs in that basket for lack of a term, and then if, if people did start to not show up to as many events, yeah. you'd be like, oh my God, well now this is, this is my job now. And how do I, how am I going to afford these bills and this and that? It yeah. starts to become that if it's at its core, still a passion project with friends and fans and music at its core then you're also going to be able to be more free to create freely and build it bigger and better exactly we never feel forced right and yeah and you talked about sarah how there there are a lot of other brands doing this now Mm -hmm. and i think what does differentiate us is that we do this because we like to do it like we're not doing it just to sell tickets because if we stop selling tickets we just won't do it anymore (laughs) yeah Yeah. honestly we've always said that we'll do it until people just aren't interested and for now we just like having brainstorm sessions and figuring out fun things to do and just seeing Mm -hmm. people be happy at these events when that isn't happening anymore i'll go back to my job (laughs) i'm busy well this is a good point to plug the event that's happening again on april 7th to finish this off tell us what can people expect if they've never been to a taylor swift dance party before 
Sure. Um, so April 7th, uh, we are doing a full takeover of Rebel, which is, I think, the largest nightclub in North America. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's just going to be an incredible yeah. night of, obviously, Taylor music, but we also are really going all out with this one. Um, it's eras-themed uh, to kind of ease the pain of not, not having national dates yeah. yet. Yeah. Um, but I think to add to like why we still do this, we really, really care about doing events that we just personally feel proud of. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this one, I think we're really trying to like add creative surprises and elements that will make us feel proud of the event. So, yeah, the show um, you put on. But yes, Vic and I just went to see Taylor Swift in Vegas and I feel like we got so much inspiration from that. Mm-hmm. We walked back mm-hmm. from the show all the way to our, our hotel in the cold. It was 45 like minutes 45 <laughs> minutes and just got to chat about what we loved and things that we could do. So we're just excited to bring that to people. But yes, you can expect giant screens, a lot of production, fun moments, Friendship bracelets. Um, friendship bracelets. Costume yeah. contest. Dancing and screaming. People, yeah. For some lucky people, a pre-party. Uh, yeah, But it's sold out it's sold very out. quick. So. Actually, though, <laughs> if you do follow Talking About us on Instagram, we will be giving away a couple tickets. So Ooh. I'm turning this video. I, we shot this on a Tuesday, everyone. I'm turning this around for Wednesday morning. So... <laughs> If anyone can do that, Jet Lag Sarah's not going to sleep. Um, I'm so excited. I'm excited for Jacob to experience his first Taylor Swift dance party. Thank you guys so much for being on the show. We appreciate it. I'm collaborating with us. Oh, no problem at all. I feel like more than anything, we want to say thank you to everyone who's come to our events and continue to make them so special because our events would not be as special as they are without the energy that's in the room. Yeah. And we can't wait to share that energy on the 7th. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) honestly, I can say that. I've had a very nice life, like I've enjoyed it, but the past year and a half has genuinely 1000% been the best time of my life. And it's just getting to meet so many passionate people, getting to literally run these with like one of my best friends. It's just been amazing. So thanks for letting us do that. Welcome back to our voicemail segment. And just a reminder, if you have a question, you're curious about something, you want some life advice from us, you can comment on Instagram. DM us on Instagram. Not really comment on Instagram. I guess you can DM you us could. on Instagram. You could. DM us on Instagram or send us an email to talkingfastshow at gmail.com. You can send us a letter. You can call us up. We won't give you our address, but you can but you just can try. send it out there and see if it gets to see us. See what happens. So <laughs> we are starting off with, because I just got back from Europe. Yeah. Stroop waffle or Belgium waffle? Okay, Sarah, I don't, I don't know. I know what a Belgian waffle is. I'm pretty sure, but I, I don't know what this Stroop. Well, thank waffle goodness, is. Sarah brought back five bags of Stroop waffles. Okay, from explain Amsterdam. this to me. I, I don't know what's in it though. Is the only thing. Basically, it's Are they, a like chips. No, it's like a cookie. Okay. Um, the Nutri score on this is a red E, whatever that means. Is that um, like bad? I think so because it's like sugar. Um, here you go. But these are the mini ones. Ooh, oh, look at the dripping on the table. For okay, but also just listening, sometimes they have car- these ones don't, but sometimes they have a layer of caramel in them. It's a lot heavier than I thought. It's about the size of two loonies <laughs> or and, uh, two toonies, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, ASMR. <laughs> and they're gonna really go for they're gonna go for the munch. I'm gonna try this out. Right? Looks cool. This it's got like uh, what do you call that? Like Waffle. A- <laughs> Waffle <laughs> pattern. Oh, whoa. Okay, I guess I should drink some more caffeine. Let's try this. Mmm. Whoa. It's not what you expect, right? 
I thought it was going to be a little no crunchy. No, it's got this like gooey. So they're really good. What is that? You love to drink things, not drink things. You love to eat things while you drink your coffee and like dip things in them. Big Dipper. We know this. So I think you should try these. Oh, this would be good. Okay. I'm going to, can you buy them here? Okay, I'm gonna check this out. I know Farm Boy has them for sure. Okay, that's huge. I like this. Good. I like this. I mean, it's not the real deal stuff, but so it's wait. A close second. The question was Stroop waffle or, or Belgian waffle. So what's the Stroop waffle for me? I'm was never a waffle girl. I've never really liked pastries. I've never really liked. Ba- no, I like bagels. I haven't never liked pancakes, waffles, that stuff. But yeah. I had Belgian waffles in Belgium, and they slapped. So okay, maybe well, only Belgian waffles if I'm in Belgium. You're around though. Stroop waffle. I'm gonna go Stroop waffle. You know what? I'm gonna give it to the newbie. Stroop waffle is uh, is the winner for me. Wow, we've made you a Stroopy. I'm a convert. Officially. I'm a convert. A yeah. Convert. Second question for voicemail today, Sarah. How do you think AI can change your job? And this comes from Alexandra. And when I saw this DM, it kind of freaked me out a little bit. I was like, whoa, okay. Um, it's a hot topic these days. It's really interesting though because the one consistent thing I've seen about AI coming into the space is that it can't take on creativity. Like in the, in the sense of like of the creative process. I mean, at least in my opinion, like I I think it can build graphics and yeah. maybe edit a video. If AI could edit this podcast for me and edit like and make the audio all sound great and like make the proper cuts, that'd actually be kind of incredible. Yeah. Um. You'd obviously always have to like go in and double check and everything, but if it made that process easier, I think that would be really cool. Uh, for my day to day job on the Olympics, we're not really seeing anything. As of this moment for AI, I think research-wise it helps when it comes to athlete research and all that. That just like takes away the tediousness of – like my first job in the Olympics was being a research assistant. Right. I don't think that job will necessarily exist, but you still need people to physically do things. So Yeah, and I, I'm like – it's early days still, but like it seems every you know week or so there's this new advancement in some kind of AI-based technology – I don't know. It's tough to say where it's going to be in five years just because things are going so quickly. You saw like the, you know, you see the Pope jacket video the other, or no. photo the other day that no. like people thought was real, but it was an AI generated photo of the Pope in this like That snazzy, was AI generated? Not real. Not real. <gasps> that's the one thing that's going to be a little scary though is like all, there's already like the big discussions about fake news and this and that. So yeah, there's all kinds like... of ethical conversations around it. Um, I think though that like, a lot of people are saying, oh, it's going to ruin a lot of jobs. It's going to have, you know, mm-hmm. shut down certain industries. Probably the case in some respect, but also because we are in early days, there's a huge opportunity to, I think, like be on the forefront of adopting things and just trying things. Yeah, uh, that's true. When any new technology comes out, there are kind of hiccups and learning, growing mm-hmm. pains and that kind of thing. But like, who knows? It might be able to elevate. So if I just gave somebody somebody the idea to build an AI editing system, or I could just go do that myself. Yeah. I mean, that's, you heard it here first, folks. Yeah. We'll timestamp (laughs) it. It's, uh, we've got it. Yeah. I, uh, I'm not too concerned, but I mean, maybe I'll play this back and, or an AI generated clipper will play this back in a few years. There's an AI out there (laughs) laughing at us right now. Just like, wait five years and you will be done. Exactly. Um, if okay, so I really loved this question as a way to end off the show. We did have to prep a little bit for it. I will say I did not prep as much as I would have liked to for this question, but I okay. I told you to prep and I think you did. I did it. I thought very hard about this okay, question. Okay, so if you were gonna have a dinner party with people dead and alive, who would you invite? We decided it's gonna be five people you invite because the dinner table is like six people, you're the six. So you get to invite five people dead or alive. Who is showing up to your dinner yeah, party? Yeah, and the people who are dead are coming back to life, presumably, right? I, They're gonna I be alive so. at the, it's not so. gonna be a weird situation. And you get to pick what version of themselves are in it. That's another that's another thing we could have decided. What do you mean? Like if I wanted Queen Elizabeth to come, could I have picked 
pick Queen Elizabeth at 27. To yeah, me. for sure. Okay, I think got so. it. Cool. I think so. Mine aren't that specific, though. They're a little bit more like, it doesn't matter. Okay, so age. you've got five spots. Obviously, I take up one of them. So who are the other four? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're there for sure. Uh, but I have another list of five. <laughs> Okay, so I kind of went categorically because I want to have a good swath of people in there that are going to bring something different to I the dinner party. I can already tell I should have gone first, and this is going to annoy <laughs> me how good yours is. Okay, okay so uh, it's a dinner party, right? And I, I always think of myself, I'm a good sous chef, and I'm great at doing the dishes, but I'm not the best cook. I'll okay. be the first to admit that. So I'm going to need someone to bring the food and make the food for the party. Someone who I also think is just like, or was an inter- super interesting personality, I'm bringing Anthony Bourdain oh, that's as my number one. one. I think he's going to have oh, great food, so first good. of all, but also just be like a really good conversationalist to keep the vibes going at the table. After that, speaking of vibes, and I think I've even mentioned this before on the podcast, but if I'm having a dinner party and I need the vibes to kind of show mm-hmm. up for the night, I have to invite Janelle Monet. So Janelle Monet oh, is coming. Oh, okay. Yeah. I love that. We're going to have a good cross-section of like music, culture, all sorts of Fashion stuff. Fashion will be the best dressed oh, person there. Exactly. Yeah. It's going to be, I think Janelle will, will add some some like really good quality to the dinner party. After Janelle though, listen... I, I definitely can't stand up to Anthony Bourdain and Janelle, Janelle Monet myself. So I'm going to have to have like an inroads for talking to the people that are mm-hmm. at the at the table. Running is something that I'm into. So I'm bringing the uh, world record holder for the marathon, the Kenyan runner, Elliot Kipchoge. He's going to be there. Wow. He's also a really nice guy. So I okay. think he'll bring like this humble vibe to the table. Okay. You know, if someone needs to stand up and help me clear the dishes and like do the, mm-hmm. you know, get the dessert ready to go. I think that he's standing up and offering to help first and foremost. Plus he'll probably do it really quickly. So we'll, we'll get to <laughs> you know, dessert. You know, we'll so. get to dessert faster <laughs> so I can get those stroop waffles popping. Um, and then another, another, uh, daddy. <laughs> is this number four? This is number four. Okay. I'm, I'm doing a speed run of this. Number four, some person that I have, I like back in the day and throw back to like CBC radio, mm-hmm. bring in Stuart McLean, final cafe stories. Oh. He's, you know, been gone for a little while now, but I think he's like, a, a, was a Canadian icon, big okay. fan of Stuart McLean. He's going to be at my table. And then I'm going to need some lightning of the mood we're gonna need some okay. jokes but also keep it a little dry so one of my favorite comedians is tig nataro she's <gasps> hilarious she's she's in that really bad movie i watched with ashton kutcher and um, which one is that the one where they live on opposites of rom-com it wasn't good but anyway she was the best part of the entire movie oh so that's fantastic all, that tig is that is so really good. good that is so well-rounded okay, okay who so, do you, let well, me run through your list here okay well while you were speaking i thought of Two ch- swaps I'm making. Oh, we're making some last minute trades. We're on the phones yeah, as the draft we're is making happening. Changes. We're making changes. This is huge. In my number one spot, that's what this entire episode was about. It is no surprise because I've mentioned it at least three times in this podcast that the only time I would want to have a discussion with this person is in a dinner setting where I could speak to her for hours. Taylor Swift oh, in the number okay. one spot. Overall. Of course. In the number two spot, closely behind though. This is my first, as Jacob referred to them, daddy. <laughs> is that rude? <laughs> Probably. I mean it affectionately. Uh, this person, I think we all want answers. And I think this person has them. And Whoa. we never got to really know what happened. I'm going Princess Diana. Oh, number two. that's a good one. Yeah. I think... And I want Princess Diana, who's been dead, watching everything happening, coming back to life and telling me all the tea. She's bringing the... Talk about high tea. Yeah, high Ooh, tea. Get the I sandwiches. Know. Let's I go. I know. Um, 
I made this swap because you pointed out wanting uh, somebody who is like funny and I think that's great my favorite comedian is Eliza Schlesinger okay and yeah. she's really good at being funny without being mean and that's why I like her yeah, okay that's good like she's a very good I think she's like a girl's girl like she'll bring the energy and that is three people my number four spot my guy the fastest on the track Lewis Hamilton whoa do you know who that is yeah Why the, are you looking the at driver me like, the driver when you said fast on the track i was expecting usain bolt to come out of your no your he was a he was a close contender okay lewis hamilton um, that's, lewis that's a hamilton, great pick that's a great pick again we don't know a lot about lewis he's a very like quiet guy we know he's a nice guy but like i feel like there's this like anger and like spirit underneath him you that get, i really want to get to know just like taylor swift you get two three hours and you're i got get a some couple stories. i got a couple brits so like they can hang out together you know what i mean yeah. like they can, they'll like understand each other and in my final spot in my number five spot i've got america's sweetheart hillary duff oh i think hillary duff knows some of the secrets of the biz without getting like all caught up in it she managed to be around for a very long time without having to like get into like the drugs and all like the bad stuff yeah so i think hillary duff is really and interesting like i said someone who's gonna help you clear the dishes hillary duff's in that role for 100%. sure 100 percent. hillary is a sweetheart and i mean i did just finish the latest season of how i met your father today so maybe that's why she's top of mind <laughs> but i would just love and don't know maybe her and taylor sing a rendition of come clean whoa wouldn't hate that we can only hope yeah we can only hope <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Talking Fast. We are here every Wednesday. As always, I am Sarah. That's Jacob. And we'll see you next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.